Hey, welcome to Mike the Baptist. Another fine week on planet Earth, and we're here on it. Glad you are, too. You must be, if you're hearing this or seeing this. Hey, welcome to H.D. Jones. Hey, good to see you, Michael. Good to see you, too. Looking forward to another rambunctious uh, visit with everybody here at the old table. And uh, well into the month of February. You notice I said that correctly? You did have the extra R in there. Yeah, there's a lot of people that say February. Which is, I think, really the right way to say it, but I'm trying to be proper on my program here. February. Jason Riccardi's back. What's up? Hey, Jason. Jason has been uh, incognito for a while. Yeah. Which is pretty warm and sunny at this time of year. It is. Cognito is uh, yeah. the place to be if you can afford to be there, and Jason <laughs> Wait, could. Where's Cognito? Well, you were in it. Anyway, okay. good to have you back here with us in the studio for another uh, podcast. Sweet. And uh, it's been it's good to be here. It's been a few episodes since you've been here. It it has been a minute, yeah. And I'll, I've noticed that things calm down a little bit. <laughs> I mean, homeostasis, right? We need to correct that. Do what? Homeostasis. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you thinking that? Age? Well, that was exactly was, what popped in my mind. I was thinking yeah. that too. Hey, listen, visit us on our uh, website www.mikethebaptist.com. Send us an email. Comments at MikeTheBaptist.com. Do people still do email? Not not a lot. They don't send us a lot. I wish they did. You know, eventually we will have the capability here where they can uh, make comments during this or I guess maybe later. Anyway, we're working on that. But we want to hear from people. I work nice with to. students. I'm not sure I always want to hear the comments. Well, maybe we should be previewing comments first. That's the good thing about email. You yes. can read it first yeah. before you do anything with it. Hey, did we get a sponsorship from Twinkies? No. No one reached out to us from that episode. Jason, you missed the episode where uh, Hodo brought in this huge box of Twinkies that someone had been gifted. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a huge box of Twinkies, and they couldn't eat them all, and so we tried to help (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Twinkies are great. It's a great snack. We'll talk about that someday. But, no, we did not get a sponsorship for that. And we don't have anybody offering to bring us food for reviews. That that all kind of flopped. But I'm not giving up. I mean, we will still review your food if you'll make us some. <laughs> you know, it's a church thing. Church people make food and then they eat it, and it's a church thing. So they do. Keep that in mind when you're considering making us something to review here on Mike the Baptist. It's a church thing. It's the proper thing to do. Speaking of the front porch visit, um. Uh, I don't remember the topics, but <laughs> I sent you all a text. Yeah, it was something to do with what is one thing you always want to learn to do. But Let's start happens. with that one. I'll go back is and edit this and catch up correctly. But Speaking of the front porch visit, I was sitting around thinking. Uh, I wasn't on my porch at the time, but we're going we're gonna to walk out onto the front porch right now and talk about something. I thought it would be interesting to talk about uh, things that, <clears throat> that we, by the way, have a devoted listener in Arkansas who I think they listen to this. Uh, she plays this, I think maybe in her office on Monday mornings, and they listen on Monday mornings. And she scolded me a little bit because we've shortened the front porch visit. She said she likes the longer version of the front porch visit. So just so you guys know that someone is paying attention. So feel free to talk a while. But anyway, uh, this is for Suzanne, the longer front porch visit. But so on the front porch, we're going to talk about things that we wish we knew how to do, but we never learned to do. I will start to set up the example for you. 
uh, I play a little guitar and a little mandolin and some harmonica and bass and whatever's laying around, but I never learned to play a piano. Hmm. I'd love to know how to play a piano because I watch, I have a friend, Casey Morton. Most of you listening to this know him, plays great piano and any, he just plays anything, but he plays great piano. I'm so jealous. I know I'm not supposed to be jealous, but I am. Uh, I just, I've never learned to play piano and I always say, I'm going to stop what I'm doing someday and teach myself to do that. And I don't. That's my thing. That's my one thing I wish I knew how to do. Actually, hey, you I remember that time that you asked me if you could borrow my saxophone so I do you could teach that. yourself to It was play very recently. Yeah, yes. very recent. Well, I'm still going back to the saxophone because uh, I, I want to get that one. It that one. It's pretty fun. It's a lot of fun when you can get it to not sound like a duck with emphysema, which is where I was at, and I was about to get you know a little healed up a little bit and make some good sounds, but not in time to present it at our Christmas program. It, I thought there's a lot more to it than what people think. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's only so many buttons on it, but there's a lot more going on there than just. There's a lot buttons. of buttons on it, especially when you compare it to like a, a trumpet or French horn. And or, your or wind, like the way you do the wind through uh-huh. it is. Is, yeah, I, I'm in the process of actually teaching my youngest daughter to play the saxophone. She's decided that's what she wants to do. Well, God bless her, as they say. Yeah. So it's a great instrument. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted to play that during the Christmas thing, but I did not want to wind up stinking up. Uh, that could have been your, your <laughs> present to us. It was, it was going to be a present, but it like, would have it would like have hurt com- the gal singing the song, the lead song. I didn't want to do that to gotcha. her. So. Anyway, the other thing is, I have two. The other thing is, is Spanish. Uh, I started learning Spanish a few years ago, but then I got sidetracked and never finished. But I'd like to know how to speak Spanish because there are so many people here now in our country that speak that, and I like, I'm a people person. When I'm around somebody in Walmart or somewhere, I want to talk to them, and I can't talk to some of those folks. I can kind of, you know, hint around at things, but anyway, I may go back and do that one too. So. <laughs> okay, mine were not exciting, but I just it's just information. So tengo un jungle in mi abuelo. Exactly. It just sounds cool. It did sound cool. Yeah. When you realize that I, I said something to the effect of, I have a monkey in my house. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> well, quite make the same impact. As long as I could say that, I'm, I, I would be happy. But Okay, Hodo. So growing up on the farm, I always wish I could have weld. I wish I'd have gone to welding class. Oh, that's a good one. That you is know, a great one. Because we knew how to fix fence posts and wire and all that kind of stuff and do our – best to put stuff back together but welding was always one of those things that i was like i really wish i knew how to do that hmm. that'd be that'd be kind of cool but i didn't take that class so <laughs> do not know how to weld i can help you out brother because uh i took the class but i didn't pay attention gotcha i did other things but uh i, I ran into that over the years you know i tinker with a lot of things and i kept running into that so a couple of years ago when i uh, accidentally bought that airstream <laughs> uh I gutted it and got down to the frame. The frame needed repair. I, I bought a welder. Wow. So I have a, a little electric welder uh, there that you're welcome to experiment with anytime <laughs> you want. It's a wire welder, so it's kind of easy on you. Gotcha. Uh, but anyway. Is but it yeah. a MIG welder or what is it? Huh? Is it a MIG welder or? I don't know. It's not that big. <laughs> no, I know what you're asking, but I don't know exactly. It's a wire welder? Is that is that MIG? I, I don't know. That That's one of the ones I've always wanted to learn, too. My parents, when they moved in with us, uh, one of the, they asked me, like, is there anything Your parents moved out from you? No, when they moved oh. in with us. Well, I know, but that means they had to move out first. No, I moved out. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
anyway, when they moved in, they were like, hey, we're having a yard sale. Is there anything you want us to keep before we come in? And I told them to keep the welder because I wanted to teach oh. myself that, and I never did. Well, I, they I have still one have right there. We do. Now, that welding is a guy thing. It is so I think, cool. I think like, everybody wants to weld. And you're cool if you can do that. Hey, listen, I fixed my trailers and stuff with that thing. Now, I would not want a real welder to come uh, critique my work, but it, it's, it holds. It's, I mean, it's the so far. Fun. So far. <laughs> so you can borrow it some weekend if you wanted to weld stuff up around your house one weekend. <laughs> is that it? It's, it's, like crazy, welding? it's like crazy glue with metal. Yeah, that was the big thing that kind of jumped out. I mean, you know. Auto, automotive stuff too i mean i was never a big automotive guy yep. again we work more with wood and right. that kind of stuff so, yeah and, so yeah. automotive stuff even jason was telling me something the other day oh you can do this and do this and i just started you know going blind when he's talking <laughs> i'm like i got no idea what you're talking about but okay he's right and it's like YouTube, when i was talking to my students they they have the same response i tell you with youtube now jason you, you can, can do almost you can anything. Fix anything yeah you can fix anything you mm. can also tear a lot of stuff up <laughs> you can definitely do that Okay, Hodo. Welding, it's interesting. That's it, yep. There are people going to be asking you now about, I know, right? about your welding. And uh, Okay, all right. Uh, Jason? I have a lifetime goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I would love to own some land, virgin land in Alaska yep. and just have a cabin, like, out in the middle of nowhere. Huh. And I want to be able to fly a bush pilot. I want wow. to be a, a bush plane and have a bush pilot license and be able to do that. You know, incidentally, there are more planes i think it was juno alaska then there are cars oh because they're coming in on the water yeah yeah they they fly more uh than they do drive so do you watch alone and those shows on i've uh, watched that a few times yeah really interesting stuff you'd probably really like all that well one of the first episodes i ever watched that was this woman uh i'm pretty sure she basically just got to the show decided well this isn't really what i was expecting <laughs> and so she she drank uh water without you know boiling it making sure it was clean and and she I, uh I she vomited I've, a whole lot yeah mm. i remember that and, didn't uh, i didn't consider that's why she might have done I, that that's but. gotta be because people were telling her yeah you shouldn't do that oh, well and, that makes and sense she's like i watched i watched all it. their all their seasons yeah i'm a big fan of that show and I'm, i know the lady you're talking about but and I, it makes sense that she would have done that because she knew better too yeah. She was just doing it anyway. I think she was like, I just, I'm home. tapping out. And yeah, this she is said there's no Walmart close face. to anywhere she was. And yeah. So this is great. Uh, this actually uh, unfolded really good because someday, Hodo, you and I will fly a bush plane. That we've had to weld back together. That we welded <laughs> to Jason's place and weld and fix things up there. And if there are any Spanish people, that people there, I can <laughs> talk to burrito. Them. That's right. It's given me a new idea for a show. You know, you're talking about Alone. <laughs> that other show that always cracked me up was Naked and Afraid. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, 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 didn't, I saw it, but I thought, I yeah, can't. It's yeah, just too it's, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. I think we should start a new one called Naked and Hilarious. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh, I think they should do one called Naked in Arkansas because you would do that once out in the woods in Arkansas and yeah. you'd be going, nope, yep. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you'd be covered in seed ticks yep. and jiggers and, uh, yeah. You know, spiritually speaking, one day we'll be naked and unashamed again. <laughs> Why are you buzzing? You're buzzing the Bible. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't buzz the Bible. It doesn't say naked and ashamed in the Bible, does it? It says they were naked and not ashamed. And not ashamed. Yes. So one day we'll be naked and unashamed. How did we get from where we started 
<laughs> to here. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, well, welcome let, to my world. Let's ask the question. Uh, did the tr- did the conversations go off the rail when I was not here? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Oh, okay, good. That makes me feel better. I do know enough about welding to know you don't want to do that naked. No, you do not. And you know what? This is the perfect time to take a break right here. <laughs> because uh, you also, uh, if you tear a hole in your big leather welding glove, yeah. you do not need to go ahead and weld thinking that the sparks will not go in that hole because they will. Yep. Anyway, okay, so. Uh, good times. Yes, good information for you here, courtesy of Mike the Baptist and two preachers. <laughs> We're going to take a break, come back, and talk about some stuff we found in the Bible. Well, I hope you stay with us. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Wallace with a sensational shortening discovery for better baking and frying. It's Procter & Gamble's Golden Fluffo, the first all-new shortening in 40 years. It's rich. Its color is golden yellow. And what a pie it makes. Richer looking, better tasting, more appetizing. But let's hear what Mrs. Thelma Styra, Indiana State Fair baking champion, had to say about Fluffo. I love Fluffo. It makes such a golden brown pie. Oh, man, that's some apple pie. Well, Mr. Wallace, that's a prettier pie than I ever baked with plain white shortening. And look how flaky it is. This yellow Fluffo is such a short shortening. Makes pie crust so rich. Like cooking champions, get richer-looking, better-tasting, more appetizing results in everything you bake or fry. Get golden fluffle. It's scary, but but I love welding. <laughs> I love lamp. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mikasa! See that? <clears throat> Hey, we're back. You know, normally uh, when we start talking about stuff we found in the Bible, I like to rattle on about the Bible. But I'm going to flip the table on you guys. I'd like for one of you all to talk 15 seconds about about the Bible before we talk about what's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to sneak up on you all, but... Did you want to narrow it down? or? Well, I mean, you know, I always, I always like to start this segment out by talking about how fascinating the book is. I mean, and just... All right, I'll, I'll I'll just throw this out there. Okay. It, I know I say this all the time, but it's my goal to read the Bible cover to cover every year. Mm-hmm. And there are fun parts of the Bible that you're just like, every time you come to them, it just make you chuckle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in Leviticus 19, uh, I was reading that today. In Leviticus 19, uh, it, it's basically like, hey, or no, it's Leviticus 18. Leviticus 18, it's basically repeatedly one relationship after another. It's like, don't sleep with these people. It's That's not okay. That's It's weird. Mm-hmm. And it's like don't sleep with your daughter, don't sleep with your uh, sister, don't sleep with your mom, don't. Sleep. And it's just a whole bunch of those. And I'm like, do we, do we really have to <laughs> like to tell people not to do that? <laughs> it's in there for a reason. Right? It, it is in there for a reason. Another one though, it's like really funny. In the midst of it's talking about all these skin sores and it's just weird and gross. And you're like, well, I just want to get done with this passage of scripture. Yep. There's a reference in there, and it's like if a guy is missing hair on the top of his head. It's okay. He's just bald. That's yeah, we, basically we what it says. We talked about that one time on uh, yeah. you're out or something here on this program. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't exactly fun. what I had in mind about talking about the Bible, but it worked. So it's, you know, it's it's your it's what was on your mind. Yeah. And that's that's what we're looking for here. That's the beauty of podcasting right yeah. there. Speaking of stuff that you find in the Bible, you guys are uh, uh, going to lead this part. Let's talk. So, one of the things that Jesus uses repeatedly all throughout the new testament as he's talking and i want to say it's 
it's like 30-something parables. I can't remember the exact number. But he uses this uh, teaching device called a, a parable. And it there's nothing amazing, nothing special about it. It's not a word that you kind of need to know. But uh, the root word of that kind of means it's like a teaching alongside of a truth. So you've got this big idea that Jesus is trying to get across. And he uses a story to kind of tell and to teach that truth. And an idea of this is like if you're walking along and you see a, a turtle on top of a fence post, how did it get there? Somebody had to help it, right? Um, that's something that they use in politics. If you see somebody in a position of high power, how did they get there? Somebody had to help them along. It kind of teaches the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so Jesus used a lot of stories like that as he's going along. And they really kind of had a couple of points, uh, a couple of reasons for using a parable why you wouldn't just outright tell somebody, this is what I'm wanting you to know. And one of them is it it kind of, for the listener that cares, it kind of forces them to think deeply about something. You know, somebody just gives you the answer. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to work your way to that solution. It doesn't mean as much. And oftentimes you don't remember it. So one of the benefits of it is it, it causes those that actually care about Christ to consider a little bit deeper, the thanks of Christ. But the flip side of that is uh, it also conceals truth from those that uh, that really are not interested in Christ at all. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of this insider-outsider language that's kind of going on there. If you're in the know, you know what Jesus is getting at, but uh, you have to kind of pay attention to it. Hmm. could be the original any or outy. Good you know, point. You know, if you're in the club, you will understand. If you're out, you're you like the story, but you won't really fully comprehend it. I haven't, haven't I th- considered that so much yet. And I think before. that's what you know. I like about the parables is it really is it's just a kind of a neat little story. It's a little short story, but there's so much depth to it that I know sometimes we can over allegorize everything about it and try to yeah. make it try to make it say so many different things when really he had one particular purpose that he was trying to get across. And the biggest thing, you know, to think about is he, he's really trying to teach the disciples. They've made the decision to follow him. Now, how are we supposed to be changing and what are we supposed to be understanding about this one that we're following? And so it's the it's really, even though it's a really easy story to understand, there's the depth to it that help us grow in our, in our Christian walk. I guess it's like... Uh... It's like your dad, you know, when you're growing up and you don't really understand how to do something, he'll not not just do it for you sometimes, but he'll kind of have you do it, but he'll kind of show you some things, maybe even tell you a story about right. something that happened to him. Or There's a lot more to learning that way than there is just... Uh, that's why the Google is so dangerous, I think, because you could just look up the answer to something and then move on. You didn't have to put any work in it. Yeah, and a lot of times the why behind things helps us to understand more in depth why it's there. Jesus just took average everyday things, be walking through a field. Hey, you know how this pumpkin started growing? Well, because some seeds were planted. And he started using just those simple analogies. They were fishermen. Talked about fishing. He talked about planting. He talked about uh, seasons. He talked about uh, family. Uh, And it really helps us to understand that there's this personal side to God, not just the one who can feed us and and help us and cleanse us and all that good stuff. But there's this personal side to him that that almost like a song. I know you write a lot of songs. Mm. Songs are really 
sometimes a simple phrase really has a deep meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what he was doing. A hook. Yep. Songs have a hook. Yep. And they play on words, but and you know, <clears throat> something you just said made me think a little bit. One of the obviously with Christianity, the greatest gift of salvation is not salvation from hell or salvation to heaven. The greatest gift of Christianity is is Christ. Yep. Is a relationship with Christ. And with parables, you see in scripture repeatedly the disciples had to go to Jesus and he's like, Okay, now what did you mean? Mm-hmm. And then he would tell them what he meant. And so one of the benefits of Jesus kind of concealing a truth, a deep truth in a story like that is we have to we have to go to him so that we can get the answer. And when we do, that's that's an opportunity for us to just grow in our faith and grow in our relationship with him. Here's a good spot to, to uh, talk about something a little more for somebody that might have accidentally stumbled upon this who don't understand that whole thing about talking to Jesus or him talking to you, you know, you can't see him. He's not there like we are here talking. I think that may be a little difficult for some folks to understand why Christian circles talk like that. kind of seems odd, I I think, to somebody who's not uh, immersed in it yet. Don't you think it would seem kind of odd? You know, to use an analogy, uh, to draw a a parable or whatever, think of using a cell phone without without using the – uh, video casting feature. You're you're talking to somebody that you can't see, but you can hear them very clearly, and you can communicate very clearly with them. Well, prayer is the vehicle that allows you to communicate with God, and it may seem weird at first, but then when you begin to do it, you begin to come more comfortable with it, and your ears begin to be in tune with God's. And so, when you pray, you're you're creating a deeper relationship with Him. And as you grow in that relationship with him, you begin to listen for his voice and you begin to hear his voice in more ways than you did before. And you begin, your heart really begins to beat in tune with his. And uh, so when you first start out as a Christian, prayer is, is really wooden and, and feels weird. But as you get further down the road, you have to stop. When you're first saved, you're like, okay, Jesus, where do you want me to park today? And you may actually say a prayer like, can you open up a parking yeah, spot for me? me? Spot. Like, give me a good spot. Oh, hey, look, a parking spot. There he is. And you pull in. I, well, that's awesome, right? But as you get further down the road, um, you begin to realize, I don't have to ask God for his will in those things. And you begin to move on to deeper things. And, and you know, for myself, one of the deeper things was as I was growing in my relationship with God, I began to ask him, I'm like, who do you want me to marry? And and as I sought God in the midst of who do you want me to marry, I began God began to really narrow down the type of person that I was supposed to get married to, the type of characteristics, uh, the type of Christian that I needed. And then then after he kind of narrowed those things down because I, I grew in my relationship with him, that was when he really revealed the individual person I was supposed to get married to. So I think that's, that's sort of what parables want you to do they want you to one of the side benefits is you just get a deeper relationship with god and this faith thing that we talk about a lot and you know just believe and just accept and all that is really not just a simple statement but it's a lifestyle 
And uh, one of the characters that we've been reading about this week is John the Baptist. And if you know anything about the Bible, I mean, he's um, he's called the Elijah of the New Testament. He's preparing the way for the Messiah. He's the one that baptizes Jesus. He's the one that says, behold, the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. And yet, when John is at the end of his life, he's in prison. He knows he's going to be killed by Herod. And he sends two of his disciples to go to Jesus and say, are you really the one we were looking for? So in other words, there was some doubt. Hmm. And that's what I want people to hear is to say, you know, there's there's a little bit of doubt in every Christian. Um, and I think, well, I'll say for me, I don't doubt God. I doubt me. Yeah. Did I do the right things? Did I pray the right prayer? Am I living my life the way I'm supposed to and all that stuff? But the comforting thing is to know that we're not – we're not responsible for our salvation. We do have to receive it, but we are responsible for calling him and talking to him and allowing him to work in our life. You're either working with God or you're fighting against God. And if you're right now, if you would say, well, I don't think I'm a Christian, well, then you're fighting against God. Hmm. The best thing that you can do is start working with God. Uh, Just believe his word, listen to him, do what he asks you to do. These, uh, uh, you know, I was talking about how, how do you talk. It seems odd, you know, people that don't do this a lot might think it's odd. But uh, I could say that if in, in, when I talk to God, pray to God, whatever, I don't hear him audibly say things. And I may not hear uh, an answer to what I may be dealing with or looking for, but uh, I may be sitting in my group on a Sunday morning uh, and we may be talking about something, all of a sudden it will dawn on me really, really clear what the answer to what I was looking for. And I think that's, I think that may be his way of giving you these answers. But like you started out earlier, I had to invest a little thinking time into that. Mm-hmm. I didn't just, you know, I didn't get to Google it like I was talking about, and it's over. I had to kind of think about that for a while. And it seems to me that's kind of how he, of course, his answers are there in that in that book we're talking about. They're there, and I think maybe wrong, but I think the more you study that and talk about it and look at it, the more you find these things you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, not by accident, probably. I don't think. And I, I want to add something to what you just said. That, that's an important point right there that you said. And one of the ways that we can get mixed up in what you're talking about, like we think that. God answers audibly. We think that God does. Uh, he's just going to like show up in the room as an apparition and say, here, this is what I want you to do. We just we want that kind of clarity, right? And sometimes when we read the Old Testament, uh, it, it appears as if everyone everywhere all the time was in the same room with God. You know, they're they're just having this appearing with God. And they're like, that was commonplace. It happened everywhere burning, burning all the time for everybody. Yeah. 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 But we we forget that the Old Testament timeline is is like really long. Um, it's it's thousands of years, and we're catching a glimpse of a few select people that were pursuing God, and God chose to reveal Himself in that way. And when we kind of compress the timeline, it it appears as if everybody, everywhere, at all times, is having that happen. But those are few and far between. Hmm. And so, don't get discouraged if you're praying and you you don't hear from God audibly because it's probably not going to happen. Or very often, if it does, but just know that when you seek him out, uh, 
Spears is a still small voice, and he'll be talking to you, and he said, this is the way walking it. And, and be reminded, too, God's big enough for your doubts and your fears mm, yeah. and your questions uh, and and your rebel nature and you thinking twice about things and maybe a hundred times about things. Um, one of the things, too, that we noticed this week in our Scripture reading is that John the Baptist was kind of a weird dude. I mean, he literally was. <laughs> he was he, out there. Yeah, he yes. was, we'd yeah. call him. We'd call him eccentric. Yeah. You know, uh, what was Quirky. that? What was that guy that used to have his own TV show, Turtle Man? You know, Turtle Man would go around and he'd wrestle out these big snapping turtles. Is that the guy with like not be, many teeth? And he'd be like, Woo! and he'd <laughs> get out fingers. there. He jumped. Yeah. He jump in the pond. You know, he was just kind of a weird dude. And then yet, <clears throat> here's Jesus, and Jesus is a little more. I hate to use the word mainstream because he didn't. He didn't follow the culture, but he did seem to fit and hang out. He wasn't more. in the wilderness, right? Mm-hmm. Eating locusts and honey. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he was he was just an he average was roaming around the town, an average dude, yep. so to speak. And he's um, <laughs> average dude. He's so an average average dude, hey, so to speak. I'm buzzing <laughs> calling Jesus an average dude. Well, I know what you're saying though, kind of like Jackson Brown roaming around. Well, scripture scripture so, says, do you know Jackson Brown? I've just dated myself. Scripture, scripture, this real cool songwriter. I can't even get it out of my mouth. Scripture <laughs> said that he is somebody that you wouldn't have noticed, hmm. you know, uh, other than the miracles and all that. But just to look at him, you wouldn't have picked him out of the crowd and said, "Oh, look, you know, there's Liberace." I mean, somebody stood hmm. out in, in our culture. So you have John the Baptist, who is really eccentric, and you have Jesus that's sort of a little more mainstream. And yet, both of them are doing God's will. Hmm. And kind of the thing that I got from reading that is, you know what? All these people we're talking to, they're all different. Uh, they, you know, I don't play saxophone or weld, you know, or paint or write music. But you know, it doesn't mean God can't use me. And hmm. so, um, that's one of the things we need to get across to uh, people as well. Is like, you're different and you're unique by design. And when you stop and think about it, you know, why do I like chocolate ice cream? Why do I know how to paint why do i know how to do these things that i know how to do well so much of that is because god's who god made you to be and it's okay to be you hmm. we as christians we don't all have to look we're not stormtroopers we don't all have to look alike and be alike in everything there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of variety in being a christian now we have some similar things and it's really the goals who we need we need a savior. What we are, we're all sinners, um, and it doesn't matter what our skin color. We're all sinners. It doesn't matter our education. We're all sinners, and we all need a savior. And so, uh, I love that part of the Bible is that from all different parts of the world and all different things, we can come to this one God that loves all of us uniquely, but requires really all the same thing that we come to Him the same way through the cross. It's a really an amazing setup when you think about it. I mean. Eight billion people, at least, on the planet. Yep. And there are no two of them that are exactly the same. That or are in all of time. Exactly the same. In all of time. Isn't that, that amazing? Been exactly the same. Amazing. I mean, even, even people that have genetically the same DNA, twins, triplets, quadruplets, whatever, they're, they have unique personalities. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Even if they grew up in the same house. So that's why it's humorous to me, in a way, when people criticize another human being. I'm thinking like, and I'm pointing the finger at myself while I'm saying this. I'm thinking like, really, you're going to criticize how somebody else is? Hmm. Really? And how can you do that? I mean, everybody's so different. 
So you have to be you have to be taking some uh, arrogant thought of your of your own yep. and applying it when you do that to somebody else. Now, I'm guilty. I do that. You know. I know y'all were judging me, going, "Well, any dummy should know how to weld." Sort of. <laughs> I not, wasn't. No. I don't know how to weld. <laughs> <laughs> the point of my story earlier is I have this welder that I've never unboxed. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, where were we? In the Bible. Okay. <laughs> Are you are you uh, getting close to where you were trying to wrap up? Yeah. What's I, the point of all of what we were talking about here? I think the point of all this is that Jesus used parables, and he spoke to people in different ways and different methodologies to speak the same message, and all from different walks of life, doubts, fears, frustrations, whatever you've got in your world. Um, God comes to us with the same message. You know, you're a sinner that needs a Savior. Christ has paid for you. Um, and really, our only response is just just surrender to him, just bow down to him. You know, I say all the time, just just stop where you are and give up. Just give up. It's whatever you've done. I promise you, it's been a mess. That's a good sermon right there. And if you go stop, and give up. Stop, just, give up. Just yeah. surrender, because whatever you've done's a mess. And we can sit here and fantasize and go, if I could just go back to when I was twelve years old, and I would do it all different. You might do a lot of it different, but you'd still make the same mistakes. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter because as smart as we think we get, as wise as we think we get, we're still so far away from being what God wants us to be. Here's a phrase to remember. We're all a mess. We're all a mess. Yep. <laughs> we are all a mess. We ain't perfect. You ain't, ain't either, either. right? <laughs> I heard that somewhere. That's exactly correct. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I think that our folks listening, just put your trust in God and let him show you why you're created the way you are, why you think the way you do. Um it's on purpose for a purpose and you're not odd you're not weird there's so much mental health stuff going on in our world today and I think there's a lot of that stress Mm -hmm. because people don't know who they are yeah Yeah, I I think you are correct especially young folks nowadays who are getting really misled yeah or they're dissatisfied with who they are yeah and they're trying to be somebody else yeah I mean hey I'm happy with who I am nowadays (laughs) several years ago I thought you know what I didn't create me this way yeah (laughs) God did, so, you know, I'm going to live it Embrace it. Just embrace it. <laughs> That's right. Here you go. <laughs> Take it up with him. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Good word. Plane landed. Good to go. Bush plane landed in your cabin in Alaska. Yeah. Need right. some welding repairs. <laughs> See. <laughs> hey, we'll take a break. Come back and uh, play in or outy. That'll be fun. So... Hey everybody, it's time to play America's almost favoritest new game show, Any or Audi, where we challenge our guests to figure out if a phrase we give them is actually in the Bible or out of the Bible. Sharpen your wits, guest. You're about to be in the hot seat of Bible stuff, because you're the next contestant on Any or Audi. Here's Mike. Today on Any or Audi. Uh, we're going to do the same thing we always do, and it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I enjoy in your outie. Don't you all enjoy in your outie? It is quite It is it's fun. It's so interesting and fun. Fun-ucational. Fun-ucational. As Brother right. Hodo penned that word. Shrinkle someday. I'm going to be famous for shrinkle. You're going to be famous for fun-ucational. <laughs> Jason, you're just going to be famous. Or infamous. Or infamous. Yeah. Or both. All right, I'll start today. I'm going to, I'm going to take the power seat today uh, first. And challenge my preacher friends, and then one of you guys are gonna 
uh, do a challenge. You know, you know how it works. Is the word scapegoat in the Bible? The how word, long do you want us to make this? The word scapegoat. Uh, you know, three or four minutes. <laughs> the word scapegoat. Because you know already. When you said scape, I thought you said skate. Because you'd been watching Usher skate during the halftime show. I okay, didn't watch like it. Just, like just a weird aside. Yeah. Like, that is the quickest wardrobe change I've ever seen. He went from, like, taking his shirt off to wearing a completely different outfit and roller skates in like no time flat and the reason i say that is because i lived through the wardrobe malfunction in while in ministry and as soon as he started taking his shirt off i was like moving that thing off the screen so the students couldn't see and you were having a church i I was i was with the youth and i was moving that thing off the screen and it was so quick i'm like looking at it and immediately he is already clothed fully with like roller skates i'm like what is going on here I wish people could just sing. Just sing. And, sing a song because I appreciate good singing. And, yeah. and he, he danced well. And the roller skating was pretty phenomenal. Roller skating, huh? That was pretty phenomenal. So I missed roller skating. That was pretty phenomenal. Halftime at Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, that was pretty phenomenal. <laughs> I would like to point out that, yes. you know, I had some wardrobe changes on Sunday morning as well. You did have. I, I was there. And I've had several people. Well, that was a few weeks ago, wasn't it? I've had oh, several people. Well, uh, no, I guess it was. No, it was. It was recently, yeah. I just had several people uh, point out that they enjoyed Usher's wardrobe changes more than they enjoyed mine. <laughs> well, when yours, yours when that individual well. said that to you, that uh, was awesome. I know, right? <laughs> yours went well, except for the bare midriff there that right? you flashed yeah. at one time. Because hey. you were trying not to do that. My flaps. But you did it. <laughs> <laughs> look, well, I, go, you to the, I look. go to the gym, you just can't tell. You should have been like Usher and drawn some circles on there for the... Uh, I don't even want to know. Some, yeah. some curves on there for the ads. Anyway, back to your question. Is the word scapegoat in the Bible? Scapegoat. Oh, yeah, we did ask that question. Yes. Didn't we? And, you know, we're supposed to be discussing that, but we got off on Usher and Sharp. We did. You're welcome. On him or Ta-da. So, the word scapegoat, because it. You know, I, I have a tendency to want to say yes mm-hmm. because the process they went through on the Day of Atonement. There was one goat mm-hmm. that the high priest had to pray over. Basically, the sins of the nation were on this goat, and then they'd let him go out into the wilderness. Okay. The other goat was literally sacrificed in the blood sacrifice, so there was almost this two parts of penance. Mm-hmm. One is that your sin is gone, it's out in the wilderness, and then the other, it's been paid for. So I know, I know that that goat is in there. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, is that word in there, yes. scapegoat? Yeah, that's and the I, main question. I'll, I'll, uh, that was a great our defin- uh, our synopsis, or th- what was yeah. that he gave there? Uh, that was a synopsis. Okay, yeah. A theologian on, on board here. You yeah, know. he knew immediately. I could see it all over him. Word, he, or Wordsmith. He, uh, he lit up, so he knows yeah. already the answer. But he was, uh, and that's why you ask how long you want this to stretch <laughs> this out. So I like when he goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jason, do you have any comments to add? to? Uh, no, I uh the only reason I know is because I actually was curious about what that word and where the etymology of it and everything, and I began to look. And the word scapegoat you were curious about? Yes. I'm, I'm the, a little afraid this because is the way we have a similar works. mindset right. here about that because I was curious about that word too because it seems so modern. Yeah. Doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it seems modern. It does. Yeah. Whoa, what's your answer? Any yes, it's in. It's in. We have to say any. Sorry, yeah, any. 
You're correct. State goat is in there. Leviticus, Leviticus 16 and 10. I also got sidetracked wondering about the name Leviticus, where that came from, <laughs> and was that somebody or it wasn't? It was Moses, I think. They think wrote all that, but so I still need to know about the word Leviticus. Do you I looked know, it up Jason? at one point in time. I I think it has something to do with the word law. It's I, I it's, think it's, okay. It's the word to the Levites, I think, if I remember okay. correctly. Oh, Leviticus, Leviticus. Right. Anyway, but the goat chosen by Lot as the scapegoat shall be presented alive before God. So the the dictionary defines scapegoat as one that is made to bear the blame of others, which is what you were explaining. On the Day of Atonement, they did all these things. And so Leviticus was uh, telling about the rules and stuff for the Day of Atonement, that that portion. Or the tabernacle, yep. Very good. I'm impressed. So now, for all you people who have been uh, listening to uh, Mike the Baptist for a year and a half or, or so, and we're thinking, shouldn't shouldn't my preachers know the answers to these? Well, they got this right, and they were dead on, and they were all over it. So <laughs> there you go. That's a fun one. One for one today. One for Scapegoat. one. Okay, Jason, I believe you have the, the oh now here we go power seat now. <laughs> so this is uh, this is a fun one, and I'm going to do an any or Audi, but uh, take a little bit of a different slant on it. All right, good. He tore up the host. We. <laughs> Call everybody that believes in Jesus a Christian. Yeah, right? we do. And it actually was a derogatory term originally, uh, and mm-hmm. it was somebody to make fun of somebody that was trying to be a little Christ. We're aware of Who, that. by the way, was killed and nailed to a tree. Exactly. So that's why it was a derogatory term because they denied the fact that he resurrected, rose again, right. you know, and was, There's your and king was God and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but any or out a preacher, and I even know that H. The word Christian, five times or more, any or outy. What? Is the word Christian in the Bible five times or more, any or outy? Mm. Is it in there five times or more? Any or outy. Yeah. Well, wait, mm. wait a minute. That's the, conf- the question is confusing my brain because you said. So it's any if it's in the Bible five times or more. He knows the word Audi. is in there. It's in there. Okay. Is it in there five times or more oh, gotcha. or out of there, you know? Less Howdy. than that. So five or more would be an any. Five or more is an any, and less than five would be an outie. Now this is getting, this is getting to the letter of the law. But this is Jason asking, right? Jason knows this stuff. Yes. I think it's an outie. My gut reaction is it's not in there five times or more. What's yours? That that would be my gut reaction because there were other phrases: saints, mm-hmm. uh, the redeemed. The way, the followers of the way was one of the first things that they called them. So the word Christian is really more of a new, newer phrase that we've picked up on. That's what I was thinking, yeah. is that they were making fun of them back then, right. so they would have just been joking, kind of joking, no. making fun. But right. then later on, people kind yeah. of took that. That's kind of my, I mean. So curiosity's sake. How many times would you say it's in there, and how many times would you say it's in there? How many times? Yeah. A couple. Okay. Mm. Yeah. No. One. One? I would say one. Well, we know it's in there at least one. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was more than Do two we? or three. No, wait, he said it's in there. Yeah. I yeah. think one. Yeah. Couldn't be in there more than two or three. I, I don't. I just think it's a newer term that we've picked up on. It's in there. It's, you know, obviously it's in there. It would have had to have been somebody talking about those people, right? Yeah. And I, I can't see where that would happen more than once. 
that that being said in the Bible that where people were talking about those Christians. <laughs> I'm making this up, but I'm trying to make it sound. <laughs> it sounds real intelligent over yeah, there. That's what I'm trying to make it sound like it. Yeah. But anyway, either way, we're an Audi, aren't we? Yeah, we're out. We're Audi. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are both winners today. Oh, wow. It is uh, it's three times. Three, three times. And you I were, said two or three. You yeah. did. Just because I that's a bigger one. spread. <laughs> yeah. Between one and five, I'll go with two or three. Good gamble. That's a yeah. good. And they were first called Christians at Antioch. Antioch, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, do you know the other couple? Off the top of my head, uh, no. I think they're... Almost all in the book of Acts. Is the freight off off the top of my head in the Bible? <laughs> oh, Ooh, that would be a good one. Yeah. Coming right up on an episode in the near future. <laughs> okay, so, hey, listen, that's two wins. I, that is a that win. That does not happen a lot on any of your not. No, it does not. <laughs> and it really, i got to say, it feels great uh, because the days where you get some, you know, you think about that afterwards, like, should I have known that? Double knot. When we're the double knots fine. <laughs> yeah, the double knot. Jethro. <laughs> in your attic and All right, good round. Good round, and that's that's all there is to it. We're coming back to you by here in a minute. Good times. Oh wow, what a great contestant and a fine sport today on Any or Audi, America's almost favorite new game show. Study up, future guest people. You're next in the hot seat for Any or Audi. Hey, listen, we're extremely happy uh, that you joined us. It's been an interesting episode, and a lot of things were said. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, literally, it's like we were all on roller skates the whole time and hanging on. Uh, but anyway, uh, long story short, good talk there about the, the Bible stuff. Good innies or outies, the front porch. It's fascinating to uh, discover what y'all are interested in learning to do. So I'm going to go out on a limb and encourage both of you and myself to heavily consider doing these things that we said we always wanted to do and have them. Jason, yours is going to be a little more difficult than mine and H's maybe. Yours is going to require a lot more travel <laughs> and suffering. <laughs> but we'll come see you. Just like we said earlier, we'll, we'll come up there and see you. And check on you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Jason Riccardi. Peace out. Good talking to you. Brother Hodo, H.T. Jones. Good to be here, Mike. Good talking to you. I'm Mike DeBattis. We'll see you next time. We're just Christians. Try not to cuss. Oh, y'all did that great. It's like a... Like in <laughs> it's almost like it was on purpose. It almost was. Well, it usually is, but anyway. See you next time. <laughs> Mike the Baptist. <laughs>